Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Stormy Daniels breaks her silence, but President Trump maintains his as the porn star details their alleged affair. And the U.S. boots 60 Russian diplomats after that nerve agent attack in the U.K., this is the State of America tonight. He came and sat next to me and, you know, touched my hair and put his hand on my leg. She also says she was physically threatened and ultimately paid to stay silent. At all times, Mr. Trump knew about this, knew about the $130,000. I think there's something there where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not okay with being made out to be a liar or people thinking that I did this for money. Mr. Cohen and the president better come clean with the American people and they better do it quickly. The Trump administration is expelling 60 Russian diplomats. This will significantly diminish the ability of Russia to spy on the U.S. Hello, I'm Manu Raju, live in New York, and this is State of America Tonight. After weeks of rumors, speculation, and innuendo on Twitter and beyond, Stormy Daniels is finally sharing her story. The president watches 60 Minutes. If he's watching tonight, what would you say to him? He knows I'm telling the truth. Her long-awaited interview dominating TV news and giving 60 Minutes its highest ratings in almost 10 years. But for President Trump, a man who knows and cares a lot about ratings, last night was anything but must-see TV. An unusually tight-lipped Trump returned to the White House from Florida last night as Daniels opened up about their alleged affair and the fallout. She says she was pressured by both her former manager and former attorney to put out a statement denying that an encounter with Trump ever took place. If it was untruthful, why did you sign it? Because they made it sound like I had no choice. I mean, no one was putting a gun to your head. Not physical violence, no. You thought that there would be some sort of legal repercussion if you didn't sign it? Correct. As a matter of fact, the exact sentence used was, they can make your life hell in many different ways. Daniels also recalled the 2011 incident in Las Vegas, where she was approached by an unknown man shortly after conducting a 2011 interview with InTouch magazine. It was an interview that Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, the man behind that $130,000 hush money payment weeks before the election, threatened to sue her over. I was in a parking lot going to a fitness class with my infant daughter. I was taking, you know, the seats facing backwards in the back seat, diaper bag, you know, getting all the stuff out. And a guy walked up on me and said to me, leave Trump alone, forget the story. And then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, it's a beautiful little girl. It'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone. 
Daniel's attorney says the incident is being investigated. We're going to get to the bottom of it because we're going to find out who that was and who hired him. Um, although I'm fairly clear as to who hired him. And that is? Well, I, again, I think it's, it's fairly obvious. It's got to come from someone associated with the Trump organization. But an attorney for Michael Cohen is striking back at any suggestion he is responsible, issuing a statement that reads in part, quote, In truth, Mr. Cohen had absolutely nothing to do with any such person or incident. I hereby demand that you and your client cease and desist, that you immediately retract and apologize. Daniel's attorney says no way, and that he and his client are only getting started. It is just the beginning. We have a whole host of evidence. This is not going away. And Mr. Cohen and the president better come clean with the American people, and they better do it quickly. For his part, the president shows no signs of addressing the Daniels firestorm anytime soon. He tweeted today about the strength of the economy, while once again slamming unspecified fake news. But he is taking action on Russia. The U.S. today announced that it will expel 60 diplomats and close the Russian consulate in Seattle in the wake of that nerve agent attack on a former Russian spy in the U.K. The diplomats and their families have seven days to leave the country. The action is part of a larger, coordinated effort by 19 other countries. White House officials tell CNN this was President Trump's decision all along and that he did not discuss the matter with Vladimir Putin during that much-criticized phone call from last week. A former State Department spokesman under President Obama applauded the move. It sends two strong messages uh, to Putin. One is, we are going to hold you accountable for your crimes. And number two, uh, that you're not going to be able to continue to divide and sow chaos and discord in the West. Even though this is rather symbolic, it's not going to stop Putin's aggression. It does send a powerful signal to him that he is not going to like, for sure. And just moments ago, the White House responded directly to the Stormy Daniels interview. Here's Deputy Press Secretary Raj Shah. With respect to uh, that interview, I will say the president strongly, clearly, and uh, has consistently denied these underlying uh, claims. And the only person who's been inconsistent is the one making the claims. Now let's bring in CNN's political director, David Chalian. David, the president is keeping quiet on Stormy Daniels for now, but sources tell CNN that he is angry about all the coverage. The question to you, how long does that silence last? Yeah, it's the $25,000 question. It seems that it can't last indefinitely if Donald Trump is to behave, Manu, like we know Donald Trump behaves. At a certain point, uh, he will... Uh, likely want to speak in his own voice, uh, especially with his own uh, supporters who will rally to his cause here. Uh, but he has shown remarkable restraint uh, at this point. Uh, it is it is noteworthy uh, with all the things the president comments on, uh, especially when he's taken some of the slings and arrows uh, that he has chosen to stay largely silent on this issue. David Chalian, thank you so much. It'll be also interesting to see uh, when they discuss that payment, that $130,000 payment, and who in the campaign may have known about that, and whether the president himself was informed about that so far. They have not disclosed that. David Chalian, thank you for that report. And now to that developing story, 60 Russian diplomats getting kicked out of the U.S. following the poisoning of an ex-Russian spy in the U.K. And now the Russian ambassador to the U.S. calls the move, in his words, a grave mistake. Senior diplomatic correspondent Michelle Kaczynski joins me now. Michelle, what was behind today's decision? 
Hi, Monty. Well, we, we knew this was coming for days. We knew that the president's national security team had recommended that he take this action. I think what, what's stunning about it, when we saw that it was announced this morning, um, you know, and the timing was about what we expected, but many in the diplomatic community were thinking that it would be closely aligned with what the UK had already done, expel 23 Russian diplomats. Since, you know, this, this poisoning attack, what the US has called attempted murder on the part of Russia, happened on UK soil. Um, some, some Europeans were hoping that the US would expel as many or almost as many as the UK. So, so to see the US nearly triple that number, what amounts to an expulsion of 13% of Russian diplomats that are in the U.S. surprised many. It really pleased the U.K. Um, to see this, not, not just alignment between the U.S. and its European allies, but the U.S. now leading the way in the number and the, the force that this, um, that this announcement was delivered with. Uh, not only is the U.S. calling these people diplomats, so the U.S. isn't using this delicate language that often these things come with. They're flat out calling these Russians spies. They're shuttering an entire consulate in Seattle because it's too close to a U.S. submarine base and telling reporters that the U.S. is going to be safer without these aggressive collectors of, in of intelligence um, and basically saying, you know, good riddance and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Manu. Michelle Kaczynski, thank you for that report. We'll monitor the fallout and see the president himself decides uh, to weigh in about this decision from today. Michelle, thank you for that report. Still ahead, the attorney for Stormy Daniels warns of more evidence to come if President Trump doesn't come clean about the alleged affair. Our panel weighs in on new revelations and potential fallout from the porn star's first televised interview. Welcome back. Porn star Stormy Daniels is breaking her silence, delivering her first on-camera interview about an alleged affair with Donald Trump. She's also claiming she was once threatened in front of her young child. And her attorney warns this is just the beginning. Our panel tonight to discuss all of this, Charles Blow, CNN political commentator and a columnist for The New York Times, Steve Rogers, a member of the advisory board for President Trump's re-election campaign, David Drucker, CNN political analyst and senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner, and Evan Siegfried, Republican strategist and author of GOP GPS. Uh, so, Steve, uh, first, first to you. I figured that. <laughs> I'm sure as a Trump supporter, you're tired of the story, ready to, to yeah. move on. But I'm curious, do you think that the president should detail, give his account of exactly what happened here and about this payment that allegedly that did occur and whether he knew about this $130,000 payment. Well, well, here's my view on this. To begin with, it was like the weatherman saying a major storm was coming and it never showed up. I've got to tell you, uh, uh, to begin with, there's no evidence at all uh, over the allegations she made yet. I know her lawyer said there, there would be. But second of all, you know, I woke up this morning, I got out and I talked to people. They were talking more about the basketball game, the excitement of that basketball game, than this non-story. It was a great game. It was, it was, it was exciting. But, but my press. point is this, uh, uh, and believe me, I don't believe in talking points. I speak from here, all right? So I, please don't tell me these are talking points. The people today are concerned about their quality of life. They're concerned about their, uh, their taxes. They're concerned about jobs and education. 
this is a, a non-story at this point. So I don't think he has to come out and really address this at all. I mean, do you think? I mean, do you think it's a non-story? First of all, Charles, or in, and to the president, should we get more details about this this payment? Well, the the, the I, whether or not there is a cover-up, that is a real story. So do we need to figure out if that's true or not. Uh, if he says it's not true, then they need to. We need to have somebody look into it to figure out if that's true or not. If she has been threatened in any way. We need to figure out if that is true. That's a real thing. What people do, what turn people on sexually, I mean, I am not a puritanical guy. Like, do your thing. But, 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 but for the whole 30 years that I have been of voting age, the right has told me, you know, the moral majority has told me that they believe in a certain set of principles. And that is collapsing before my eyes, and I can no longer... Book I can only tell you what it even means to be conservative in America, because for 30 years I thought it meant something that apparently it does not mean. Mm-hmm. And that is a big thing to me. I, I don't, you know, what people do in their bedrooms, what people do in their marriages, business, their business. That's what I've always thought. But they told me that that, that was wrong. Right. This is why America right? loves this guy. <laughs> right. Right? This but guy is, this is, this is refreshing. Really. But that is the thing, right? So imagine... Any other president, imagine the last one, and someone goes on television and says that on their first date, while he was married and his wife had just given birth, he has a date with me and he drops trowel. And I spank him with a magazine with his face on it. She like, said she took his <laughs> pants down. Like, I mean, just I, imagine that happening to any other person, who, a liberal. And, and, and how would that response be? Would people just say, I just watched the basketball game and it doesn't I matter to be, me? They'd be or pretty not? stunned. But yeah. you, you brought up an interesting point. I, I want to bring you guys into the conversation here about whether or not anybody else is looking into this. Uh, Stormy Daniels' attorney uh, was on uh, earlier today. He was asked uh, about whether or not Special Counsel Robert Mueller has contacted him. Have you been contacted by federal investigators for the Special Counsel? I'm not going to answer that question. So he could be, be coy here. Maybe he has been contacted. I'm wondering, Evan, do you think that this could be a larger, more significant problem from the White House than we currently, currently see? It, it could right be, now? but in a certain way. First of all, what we learned in that interview, that Stormy Daniels seems to be the only one who can control Donald Trump based upon her account. She said he was talking only about himself, and then after she spanked him, he started asking about her and caring about her. So she should be the next White House chief of staff. Uh, but... In all seriousness, I think that Stormy Daniels' case for violate or for getting out of the NDA completely obliterated last night based upon the actions of her and her lawyer. The really important part here is FEC compliance violations. Michael Cohen very clearly violated FEC laws by the in-kind contribution. If anybody in the campaign knew about it, then it becomes conspiracy, and that's a massive problem for the White House. Yeah, and it's interesting today, the White House, he said that they didn't, the White House was not aware about this payment that occurred, but they didn't say if the campaign was aware of it. Rod Shaw directed questions to the campaign, but David, today they also denied forcefully the underlying allegations, uh, but when you look at the underlying allegations uh, that were being made by Karen McDougal, the Playboy Playmate who alleges having a 10-month affair with the president, said that last week, she talked about Melania Trump, and she made some similar points to what Stormy Daniels did. In a lot of ways, their stories uh, track similar accounts. Uh, this is uh, what uh, a bit of a comparison about what they've said between Melania, between uh, Melania Trump's uh, and, and Karen McDougal's account and Stormy Daniels' account. 
I asked, and he brushed it aside, said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, don't worry about that. We don't even, we have separate rooms and stuff. And you knew he was married. I did. Did he bring up his wife? Did you bring it up? No, I, I never brought up his wife. He did once, and that's the only time I can remember when he said she was an intelligent woman. She knew, like, I don't know, four or five languages. But other than that, he never talked about his wife. So similar accounts, and you've seen there's several examples of that. I'm just curious, aside from the fact that this was an affair that occurred allegedly before he was president, the White House is publicly denying something that sounds credible on its face. Look, the interesting thing here is that we haven't seen the president issue a personal, personal denial. We have seen that in every other case. Going back to the 2016 campaign, he was accused of improper conduct by multiple women. He's been accused by some of having an affair. He's always personally denied it, usually on Twitter, but also in interviews. This is a case where he has been noticeably silent, even though the White House and people uh, in his circle have said that it's not true. And so I'm curious to see, at some point, does the president have anything to say about it? Look, the, the, the political implication here, I think, for Republicans is that all of this adds to the noise that is driving upscale educated white women away from Republicans. These are um, usually Republican voters. They're fiscally conservative. They're hawks on national security. They do not like the president. And this adds to the reasons why they don't like the president. Nobody expect, expected this president to be the paragon of moral virtue. They elected him understanding who he was. So this is not some sort of major hit to his character. And if we've, as if we've all noticed... This has really been, in a sense, back page news. Now, it's true. Until recently. It's true that the interview on 60 Minutes was the most widely watched interview on 60 Minutes since Michelle and Barack Obama sat down right after the 2008 elections. So it's of interest. But of everything going on with Trump, it's been, in a sense, one of the most back page issues. The last thing I'd yeah. add here is that conservative voters decided a while ago that their insistence on having moral character in their politicians was getting them nowhere but losing. And they no longer believe in that the way they did in the Clinton era. And it is a change. Yeah. And it is something that the party is grappling with. And of course, uh, we got to go to a break, guys. We'll have more to discuss uh, in the next panel. Donald Trump ordering 60 Russian diplomats to leave the country despite his public praise of Vladimir Putin. Is, Mr. is this Mr. Trump's toughest action on Russia yet? The panel weighs in next. I had a uh, call with President Putin and congratulated him on the victory, his electoral victory. The uh, call had to do also with the fact that we will uh, probably get together in the not-too-distant future. That was Donald Trump last week saying he congratulated Russian leader Vladimir Putin on winning re-election. It's another example of the U.S. president making positive and public comments about Russia. But today, Mr. Trump took his most forceful action to date against Moscow, ordering 60 Russian diplomats expelled from the U.S. The panel is back to weigh in. Uh, Charles, first to you. Uh, I'm wondering, we've been, we've been very critical of Trump for not taking tough enough action against Russia. Should he, does, does, he deserve, does he deserve praise here? I think it's a good step to, to do something, right? And, and this is an attack on another country, but I mean, it's one of our allies. We have an attack on our country, which I think the, the, the response has been slow and lethargic. And I think that's still a problem. 
And there's, there's two ways that you respond to something, both in your action and in your rhetoric. This is, the action has been slow and tepid. The rhetoric has been non-existent. I, don't, I still can't figure out what that's about. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out what that's about. And until yeah, maybe Mueller will find out what that's about. But somebody needs to tell us why. Because he had an opportunity to, to be strong both in, 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 in word and in action. And he did chose not to do it. But Steve, I wonder if, why you think the president himself... Uh, doesn't come out and say these things about Putin, and his administration officials have been doing that instead. Well, he's been very strategic in dealing with Putin. At the end of the day, we're going to have to deal with the Russians. We're going to have to deal with Putin, whether it be a new arms race, a new Cold War. We're going to have to be able to sit down, or if the president is, and be able to deal with him. So, so I, I kind of agreed, based on you know my uh, experience with the military and how these things develop. He's not getting, uh, he's not throwing Putin out the door. But today was also a signal to Vladimir Putin that we're not going to uh, forsake our allies. We're going to stick with them. And where action is necessary, the president's going to take it. I wonder if you guys think that he had no choice but to do this today, given all of the American allies. Otherwise, it would look like the allies were leaving us behind. In fact, the president... Its own new national security advisor, John Bolton. I think Charles is going to agree with John Bolton for once in his life. Uh, the, John Bolton says actions like this don't work. You need to be forceful and strong because you know the message Putin got. He's only seeing a statement from the administration. He's not even hearing the president say this was wrong and it needs to go out. The president, in public, defends him, and that's all that matters. When you're Vladimir Putin and you're hearing that. Donald Trump is praising you or saying nice things or even saying maybe it wasn't the Russians who did this or that, then you're saying, okay, that's the only person I have to impress, not the person writing the statement. At the same time, you need to go out and hit them very hard with sanctions. The Russians are going to send more spies back in. This is like me punishing you for punching me in the face by just going like that. And and David, the administration has not fully implemented the sanctions that were overwhelmingly passed by Congress last year. That's an issue, too. Look, the reason why it's so apparent that the president coddles Vladimir Putin is because we have to work with all sorts of characters. Uh, President Xi in China, we have to work with our allies. And that never stops the president from jawboning them. I mean, he's critical of the Chinese, of the Europeans all of the time. And so it's noticeable that he has gone easy on Putin. Today's action, however, was very forceful. And it, it shows the gap between presidential rhetoric and presidential action. The president's critics on Russia on the, in the Republican Party were very praiseworthy. His critics in the Democratic Party, uh, Mark Warner, senator from Virginia, Democratic ranking member on the Intelligence Committee, was very um, complimentary of the president's actions. I think today's actions were significant and were real, unlike some of the faux actions that the administration has taken in the past. And look, the, the personnel that he has now added, Mike Pompeo at State, John Bolton at, at the National Security Agency, um, Security Council, whatever you think of them and their other politics, they are Russia hawks. Yeah. And the advice they're going to be giving this president is to get tough on Putin because it's the only thing he understands. The rhetoric, as Charles mentioned, I think, is the key missing ingredient that would help the president start to shape events where, in regard to Russia that were more beneficial to the United States. Could, the president could actually remove a lot of the cloud around him regarding what happened with him in the campaign in Russia, if he came out and gave a press conference where he said, you know what, I tried this approach of being nice. I tried the carrot approach. And now it's time for the stick. And if he does that, that would actually be Let's be speculative then. Let's be speculative then. Then why wouldn't he do that, right? So if, if it's just the cloud, 
if it's just his tact and he's trying to be nice and that's and it's not working. He could change tack. Yeah, guys, we're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to leave it at there. I'm sorry to cut you off, panel. Thank, thank you so much thank for the you. great discussion. Uh, this is day 431 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America tonight. Check out our podcast. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.